1: Sportsbet BS hotline. State your emergency.
0: Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate I uh, reckons he bought in. OK,
1: hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet with mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858.
2: Don't miss Berwick BMW's end-of-year sale event. It's on this Friday to Sunday. Robot building supplies. Robots got it and deliver.
0: Robotbuildingsupplies.com.au the Run Home with Andy and
3: I uh, Get everybody and welcome to the show. Tuesday afternoon, 15th day of November 2022. Great to have your company. Uh, fantastic work yet again by Julian De Stoop, a.k.a. Julio, who just is doing a super job. No matter what uh, task he's put before that young man, he steps up to the plate and uh, and delivers. Uh, a polyfiller.
4: He's the polyfiller. He's better than that. Every than little that. nook and cranny, any gap that just needs to be filled... In comes our man julio who's our best poly who's our best uh, all rounder is it him or sam edmond oh that's which one of my kids do I love the most honestly tough question Tough Andy. question that and uh, there's probably a few other honorable mentions along rod hey right. rod well he's you know he's sort of Zoberger Berger in the sort of the behind the scenes arrangement nah, it's it's tough it's very tough
3: a oh hey, big dear. show today Travis head uh Darren goldspink we're still waiting on um Still waiting on Nick O'Hearn. Hopefully Nick's going to join us. We thought we uh, he was, and now the lefty's proving to be quite elusive. So, uh, well, there's a bit of golf to talk to him about with the big announcement yesterday out of uh, South Australia and a whole lot of other things uh, regarding the world of live at the moment. Huge upset taking place uh, in the world of the n- n- NFL, the National Football League. Huge upset brewing. There's still a minute to go. Uh, there are thereabouts. Uh, the Washington Red... Oh, oh God me. The Washington Commandos, old habits do die hard. Uh, 26, uh, the Philadelphia... The unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles, uh, 21. What are we doing? We're just burning downs here yeah. now, the Washington Commandos. Uh, look, I don't want to pump up me ties, but you're not going to. I was? Yesterday on the program. <laughs> Keith... You I, was, sco-
4: I was supposed to throw to this, but you well, go, on go ahead. No, no. No one, you do it then. Well, yesterday, well, you're, you're reading sort of- something on your screen. I didn't know you were with me. Well, this is, i got breaking news you go, want the breaking news? Or go do you with want... this
3: now and then break the news after Well, that.
4: yesterday we were talking about the, the NFL, in particular the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're now playing a game against the Washington Commanders. And uh, yep. you actually said that despite their 8-0 record, the Philadelphia Eagles, you d- were not a firm believer of them. And you said, look out, tomorrow this is going to be a danger game and I'm, I'm prepared to put a little sum some, something on the Washington Commanders. This is, in fact, what you said. NFL tomorrow it's spectacular. Now if they won the whole box and dice. Call, then, me, stu- really be
3: up and call me stupid here, and mm. I'm not encouraging you to do anything that you don't want to do. Mm. But these plucky little Washington Commanders at big odds five ten up against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles oh, eight no, no one dollar sip. Se- I'm telling you.
4: Okay. Stranger things have happened. Mm. I don't know what that would be. Well, I go, corrected. scoffing in the background. I did scoff because this is this is on uh, Philadelphia's deck, I believe. Correct. This is in Philly. Correct. And they have just come in, the, the plucky little commanders, as you've described them. With and a second gone, string quarterback, Taylor Heineke, who just doesn't look the bit at a, all. With a four and five record. Correct. And they've come in against the 8-0 and o Philadelphia Eagles and said, not on not on my watch. Handed it to them. Well, I don't know about that. It's I've a five-point it win. Oh, that's a big win. Five and Aaron
3: Sipos, our man, former St Kilda player, been in the middle of a very controversial play. Well, it was not about... controversial.
4: He broke well, the rules. He
3: did break the rules, but he didn't know he broke the rules. No, He actually did something was that was beautiful... quite heads up, and he didn't yes. realize he broke the rules. Well, what happens,
4: he's a punter. And he got it, he caught it, and they were coming at him. He gave him a little balk, and he went around them, but he went outside some... Swung out to his right. Out, out, and yeah. then uh, he's a beautiful drop oh, punt. Oh, magnificent. And it's gone a good fitty. Easy. 60 metres. And all of a sudden they said, no, sir. Well, Flag. hang on. This is, this is our last chance. They've got to run it back. They've got one play. They're at their own 10-yard line, the Philadelphia Eagles. No chance. And there's five seconds remaining. They've got one play to go basically the length of the field. It ain't happening. So uh,
3: hopefully, if you are listening yesterday uh, and, you, you know, you happen to say, you know what, I believe mm-hmm. in Ray. I believe in Ray, oh, and I, I am now. going to uh, have a little gentle little casual wager no, well, on, I... uh, on the Washington Commanders. Don't encourage that.
4: Because no. Well, no, you, you, some you, of us can do it. You are it. wrong on many occasions uh, well, as well.
3: Well, I'm, I'm not a renowned tipster. No. I don't like doing that because some people uh, well, You got do... lucky
4: here, let's be honest. You just got lucky. I wasn't lucky, mate. A lucky? I,
3: no, 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 I wasn't lucky. I believe uh, I have here we some, go. Last play, some understanding it? of the game, and uh, I was happy to pass that knowledge on. Jalen Hurts. Now they're going to flip it around all over the team. A little bit of razzle dazzle. It's not happening. Ta da. There it is. I think touch get touchdown. It's all over. That's all over. They've got a so touchdown. The to Washington finish it. Commanders. That's uh, a touchdown, isn't it? Is, that is thats uh, Have a remarkable hmm. win. Uh, two score well, win, and that's a great result. That is. I, I, a bit more, to get through today. It so is. What do you, well,
4: where do you want to go, Rockford? I just North want to go? start off because I've got some. I've been given handed a report in Ooh. regards to Melbourne United, who we all know. That with Jordan Caroline is on the sidelines, and Dean Vickerman we're last going to week. Our show, yes, Dean Vickerman last week came on and said they're looking for a replacement, and we drilled into it, and they said they were looking for some a five man, a five man. That's the position. Well, they've got their man right now, according to reports. Marcus Lee is a player that played at the University of Kentucky. He's a, a cent, power forward slash center, and um, he also played at the University of California. Same school as Jerome Randall. Uh, and he's been somewhat travelled. Been to, played in Italy. He's played in France. He's played in Turkey. All I over think. the joint. Yep, yep. Uh, he's just signed on. Nice one. Uh, Do you know 99. much about him? I don't. No, what is he? He's a centre, power forward slash centre. Okay, right on. Mm. Nice. Marcus he's, uh, Lee. 6 foot 11. There you go. A lightweight 6 foot 11. Though he's only 104 kg at 6'11". Well, so we're in an athletic a...
3: league. Well, that's true. He needs to be able to step through some traffic. Has he got the? Has he got a? Is he dangerous in the perimeter? Andy, I'm not familiar with his. Has words. he got any sort of
4: outside shot at all? Is he a threat outside? I cannot, cannot. Oh. Let me repeat this because you're clearly not getting this. Yeah, I thought you were a basketball expert. Well, I know every single player in the world in the history know of the game. Marcus
3: Lee from the mm. University of Kentucky. Yes,
4: thought you'd know a bit about him. Well, he didn't play that much, and he went to because he wasn't playing that much. He transferred to the University of California. Oh, well, he's no good. No, that's not true. You don't know that. Well, Kentucky's any. a good school. California, second tier. Well, the fact that he went to Kentucky, I Kentucky shouldn't say. Suggested. I shouldn't say.
3: I, ta- I, 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 I take that back. Oh, I don't. You no, do. I do. I take that back because oh. he's clearly a very good player.
4: Well, we don't know that. No, you?
3: he's a good player. Whether he's he cuts it in the NBL, NBL or not, that's true. So that is uh, a given. Hey, um, listen to this. I don't know whether you've been listening oh, throughout listening. the show. Not you. Oh. I mean, you should listen as well. But this is to
4: our audience. Oh, yes, oh. you must listen in. Now, And in fact, get a pen and paper. Get ready
3: to write some stuff we down. We have. We've been sending you all over the world in recent, all over Australia, to finals here, there and everywhere.
4: AFL Grand Final in a private
3: chartered jet. No, no. Forget about everything we've done in the past. Forget about
4: everything we've offered you in the past, and that is many and varied. Well, don't forget about it. But no, this... no, no, because this puts everything into its shadow. Well, that's right, but don't forget about it. Just say you... here comes a little something extra that will blow the other stuff well, that's, a the good point. that's a very good point. Thanks to McDonald's and the
3: good people here at 1116 SEN, we're giving you the chance, you and a mate. Yes. Got three double passes to get to Qatar for the semifinal of the World Cup. Mm. I'll say that again. Right. Three double passes. Yes.
4: You and a mate, you know, some issues. Uh, going to Qatar. You and someone else. It doesn't have to be another male. It's a male one. If a Can female might fri- it win. It'll be a friend. A friend. You and a friend? Correct. Off to Qatar for the
3: semifinal oh, of the World Cup.
4: Thank you. I know where you are going that. Flight,
3: accommodation, 1000 bucks mm. spending uh, f- thrown in for good measure from the very, very good people at McDonald's. Incredible. We're going to give three double passes away. Yep. Uh, all you're going to do, is go to iCanWin.com.au to enter. Write that down.
4: iCanWin.com.au. .au, .au, do not forget it. Don't forget that. Don't put in .qt. No. Because that's Qatar. Yeah. Don't do that. iCanWin.com.au.
3: AU AU for Australia. And what you have to do when you go there is provide us with your details and predict the final score of the Tunisia v. Australia game on November the 26th, including goal scorers for either team. Mm. I'll say it again. Final score, Tunisia v Australia. Mm-hmm. That game's going to be played on November 26th. So yes. you've got 11 days to get your entry in. Uh, you must also include the goal scorers for either team. Mm-hmm. And that is your chance to win. And if you are correct, mm. uh, and if there's a rep charge, if there's numerous, there'll mm-hmm. be a way of discovering mm-hmm. or, or identifying. Someone
4: will get it because correct. let's be honest, that with the scoring arrangements, it's it's. Someone's going to get it. That is well, unless we see some extraordinary result. That's true. Actually, seven four. Can't rule You never out. know. You never
3: know. Hey Ben, uh, uh, iCanWin to enter I'll, three double passes. Mm. You and a friend Qatar mm. for the World Cup semi final flights, accommodation, a thousand dollars spending money to both semi finals, semi final one and semi final 25000 dollars.
4: Uh, is Hang the on. value is the value of each so seventy five grand to give away? Andy, you get four nights accommodation in Dubai, breakfast included. Two nights accommodation in Doha. Now, here is the thing, though. Now, now this is the important part of all. Entrance must be over eighteen years of age. Oh, correct. Yes, and you must have you, a valid passport. Yeah, don't enter unless you. Really see, no, no. Don't have an invalid passport or not have a passport at all. No, don't, you don't, must have one. Don't enter. Correct. It's free to enter, by the way, and all
3: other required information can be found in the terms and conditions via the entry page. Oh, this is you may need to uh, You may need to go to that uh, entry information requirement. Now, you know, stuff. there's three prizes there might to be won. There might be some bits and pieces. in there. Andy, there's three prizes to be won. I just said that. Oh, oh, Twenty-five sorry. bucks a throw by three seventy-five thousand dollars worth. That's unbelievable. You get a thousand bucks spending money. I said that as well. Okay. But I'm just glad you. Sure I'm that. glad that you are repeating it. Because it's worth repeating. Mm. So there you go. Thanks to Maccas and everybody here at 1116SEM. Oh, get cracking. Icanwin.com.au. Mm. Mad if you don't ever go. Mad if you don't.
4: $1,000 spending in Qatar equals seven beers, according to Mel in Albert no, Park. Now, I told you that story. No, well, They're gouging over yeah, there.
3: Well, yeah, but you can go to the Intercontinental and get a beer for 13 bucks. So what don't be – there's something happening to you, and well, I'm no, worried about you. I read the story. Yeah, you read a story. It's about, true though. Yeah, well yeah, there's there certain is certain parts yeah, it's correct, called but you don't have to go there to have your beer. No. There's other places you can go to get a more Well, in Qatar beer. there's not a lot because of I'm the t- rules and regulations. You, I'm telling you Keith. I've mm. been told on by somebody who is heading over there right. and has done the requisite research as opposed to just reading something <laughs> on a news website that is there to inflame people like you and you know not maybe inflamed. Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Green and a few of those types. Oh. Get you all up
4: and about and hot under the collar, make a lot of noise about stuff, but there's ways around it. Well, there is. A few of those types, unfortunately, there's some humble pie and they're now eating it, some of those uh, types that you're referring to. Well,
3: that's right. It's been a remarkable turnaround, of uh, a chain of Um, events over in that. But, Andy,
4: uh, the the issue here is that it's a fantastic prize and, most importantly, let's support McDonald's. Let's go get a cheeseburger, a little something something (laughs) just to say thank you very much.
3: That's an excellent... That right there is McDonald's how it works. Without McDonald's, no. this ain't happening. And while you're there, a little mm. donation into the, uh, challenge. Rock, the, the, the challenge or the uh, uh, McDonald's house. Ronald McDonald's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, for, for mm. families uh, and kids of um, uh, uh, kids who are sick and yep. crook. Uh, do what you can. It's a magnificent thing. I want don't, I not don't know whether people agree with Nathan Buckley, just changing the subject ever so slightly. See what Bucks has done? Bucks have been busy today on Twitter.
4: Uh, he's had a bit to say about the Brownlow stuff, and we'll get well, to that a I bit I said later. it yesterday, Andy. what did you say? In the interview. What'd you say? That, that you're not going to stop this type of stuff, and, not... and ultimately you say that the the forces are in place to, to hold people accountable. Now, I said that in the questioning we had to... Um, yeah, our man, our man. Uh, Anthony Dowsley. Yeah, and I said, well, one thing's good is it just shows the systems are in place and they're working because they've caught some people out. So yep. you, you, you can't stop people making um, bad decisions. No matter who it is. And it's interesting, and, and just intertwined in that is Grant Thomas's. View. Oh, he's had a go, yeah. But I, what I'm no, saying we'll get is to that, that in a does, No, but it is in, in, oh, intertwined in now. it. All right, we'll go there It's now. intertwined. In. No, well, let, just let me finish. Okay. It's intertwined in it because ultimately, it's, whether it's the umpires or whether you have a select committee, it doesn't stop – an individual from making a really bad decision and trying to cheat the system. This is 100% correct. So uh, I think it is intertwined on that basis and with what Bucks is saying and and what I said yesterday um, on the basis that, well, all you can do is put in place a system that holds people accountable. And that's where I say the AFL, you give them a tick because they've now discovered this. So you are not of
3: the same view as a Mason Cox Mm. or a Grant Thomas... Or a Dane Zorco, mm-hmm. or many others mm-hmm. who have uh, aren't as uh, high profile as those mm-hmm. three, uh, who have weighed in and said, "Take it off the umpires." No, I'm not. Get the voting off the umpires. Well, I'm. So- they get it wrong. a war. I think they get do. it off them.
4: I think all those are valid uh, comments. But ultimately, it is history and it's tradition. Now, if you if you want to have a select committee decide a most valuable player, knock yourself out in addition to, and maybe that becomes the well, Premier d- Well, they do have those. But don't try and change the they rules of the Brownlow in 100 and whatever
3: years. They do have those. We
4: have one here. Well, that's right. Eleven
3: sixteen The newspapers have it. Other radio stations Correct. have it. Uh, TV networks have their player of the year. But history year. says... The coaches have it. The players have it. Everybody's got an MVP or a player of the
4: Correct. year. Correct. Everybody. Now, if you want to change it and you have a... A view to change it. Fair enough, but don't think that that's going to solve the problem that we had yesterday. Well, who's
3: to say that these blokes get
4: the people, the pundits, and all these other places get it more or less right than umpires do? Well, do the, they? In fairness, Grant Thomas uh, Grand Thomas put forward a further argument about the number of votes, and if you had a five three two five four three two one, that he believes that that would um, spread the votes out a little bit more. Where it's not Can you imagine always along the brown line, will go. Well, obviously, it'll go, go for it'll go for forty percent longer. No, but that's you have to present it differently. But what oh, are you so saying? You change the whole brown loan on now. Well, you are uh, just wanted to change, change the, the whole night. I don't. I don't. I don't. Andy, what are you putting words into? I'm just. You're saying. advocating for Tomo's you policy. Just if you just let me finish a sentence. If oh, you just do that, I was. Can I finish the yes, sentence? Yes, please, you can. So what? I, what he is advocating yes. is that if you have the change in the number of votes, yes. then that will equalise it out to a certain extent, and then maybe take it away from a midfielder, on-baller-centric award. Now, if that is in fact the case, then that is a, 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 a... Further advantage, if you believe it needs to be changed, it that has some merit. Now, yes, of course, you can't vote You can't do all those that counting on the night. It'd be go for seven weeks. Is there, but is there data to suggest that if you go five, four, three, two, one, there will be less midfielders winning the brown line? Well, I don't know, but that's well, what he was saying. Okay, I'm not saying that. Oh, you're anymore. not saying that. I'm repeating. Okay, what he's saying. Okay, okay. So, so I'm not saying that. You don't necessarily agree with him. Well, I need to see more information, but I hold him with—I have great respect for Grant Thomas. So do I. And if he's saying it, then I'll listen. The other thing I'd like to say about this:
3: why is let's say you change the Brownlow voting? Let's say you take it off the umpires. Yes. Uh, Why would there? Why would whoever is the select committee, Mm -hmm. as you call it? Uh, given the well, response, I haven't to... called it in. Well, you've been calling a select committee. I'm just I going haven't... with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying a panel, whoever, yes. whatever, whatever you want to what call it, is, right? I you said call it You said called a select committee. The committee who has the responsibility of awarding the votes instead mm. of the umpires, mm. right? Whatever you want to call which it, which I'm not in favour of. Okay, mm. who's to say that they are going to be immune from corruption?
4: That's exactly what I just said. Who? That's ex- that's who, who is saying it. Who is saying?
3: Who is saying, take it off the umpires. People are seizing well, on this what, right now well, and saying, now's a good
4: time to get it off from the umpires, right? Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't think it makes changes change anything. <laughs>
3: it doesn't change anything. It does to, not solve the problem that was there yesterday. No,
4: no, I 100% agree with that.
3: Not yes. in the slightest. No. So if people have got an issue with umpires handing out the votes, now is a very easy time to lay the boots into that. Mm. A very easy time. But yep. if you're going to change it, you need to really think about Why? and you need to come up with with a system mm. that is
4: bulletproof. No, I don't think such a system exists. I
3: couldn't agree with you more. more. Uh, sports update. Why buy a new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Victoria playing Queensland in the Marsh Cup at Allen Border Field. The Vicks were bowled out after 47 overs. Just really struggling for 171. Campbell Calloway on debut, top scored with 34. In reply, Queensland, one for 20. Kawaja uh, out there at the moment an eye all of that. Dave's in Mernda wants to judge. It's been very hot topic today, uh, the Brownlow medal. Should the voting responsibilities be taken away from the umpires? David, welcome to the program. Yeah, g'day,
0: guys. Great program as always. Ah, thanks. Uh, my question, my question, and... Uh... I don't want you to be too biased here, Andy, but um, my question is if it's an AFL umpire award. Now, we they gave their votes out. They also made the decision to suspend Paddy Criss. Now, it went through their system, and he was found guilty. So the integrity of the award has been taken away because there's another system that overrides that award anyway. Does that sound right?
3: Oh well, the, the processes are in place to challenge mm. uh, reports that have been laid, whether it be laid by umpires on the day or by the MRO. So, um, oh, I, I don't, I can't remember. Did the umpires report Cripps on the day, or was that was that the MRO? I don't know whether the umpires did report him on the spot, David. So I stand to be corrected on that. But one way, it doesn't really mm. change the the tenet of your of your point. I think there are layers to appeal. And at the end of that appeal process, wherever it might end, mm-hmm. if whatever initial decision is overturned, mm-hmm. I think
4: you play on. Is it conceivable? Well, clearly, that's the case. Is it conceivable, Andy, or is this just fanciful to think this? Is it possible when it comes to the Brownlow with this specific problem mm-hmm. that you don't allow uh, voting on particular games? So you can vote on the winner, of course. But you take. Can you possibly take away the right for a betting agency to not allow votes, not allow betting on specific votes for a game? Is that conceivable? Uh, like
3: certain types of spot,
4: thick, yeah, say, well, spot betting. You can. Options. Who's who got the three votes in round four? So you just all you have is a.
3: a you can back the winner. Yes. Or the or the leading vote scorer from a club.
4: And who's going to come
3: second? Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. So, third. But so you can't. Yeah. So you minimise yeah. the options. Is that conceivable? Um, it's very conceivable, yes. Is it likely? Uh, no, but is it is it possible?
4: So, is, it, is it is it? I'm sure it's possible. So yeah, the yeah. league could actually yeah, to eliminate this they, I, to say all betting agencies, you're not allowed to accept uh, bets round by round, game by game bets. Yeah. I, well, that would solve that problem straight away, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but but you know what that'll do? Undergo underground.
3: No, no, it'll hit turnover.
4: Right. Turnover drives everything. Okay. Turnover is king. But does, a, does the AFL care about that? Aren't they more... Does the AFL care about money? No, care about... The, on this, would, it wouldn't mean that much more for the AFL, though. I'd like to know the difference between the week in, week out, game by game. Oh, do you think that would be a significant... Oh, a huge amount. My guess would be it would be smallish, and as such, the oh, integrity would outweigh it on this particular... No. I, my gut I have no idea. But think I think... would be a big... Yeah, a lot
3: of I people mean, would bet. Yep. yep. Really? I think so. Yep. <laughs> Nice start from you, uh, Stone Cold. Phil really feel like she brings her best mm. during the run home. I, I don't think it's conscious. No, nah. I just think
4: there's a warmth and love there yeah. that permeates.
3: Part of the team. Mm. Uh, Give me a hell yeah. Travis Head's Head's going to join us at some stage this half an hour. So we'll whip through a couple of calls and get another break out of the way and clear the decks for the Australian left hand. Got a big summer coming up, Travis Head. Mm. Highly talented. Mm. Highly talented player. But Oregon, he needs a big couple of tests against the West
4: Indies. given the first opportunity to fill in that uh, spot uh, uh, vacated by Finch. I'm interested to know, too, when we get Mm. to him, whether
3: that comes with the the prospect of opening. Is is that being part of the... We'll find out. We'll find out what the right. selectors, if they've identified a lot any of the reports are suggesting that. Well, he's certainly in for Aaron mm. Finch, yeah. Uh, and he's a very good white ball player. In fact, some people tell you they think he's actually a better white ball player than a red ball player. Right. Anyway, Lindsay's in Somerville. <laughs> a lot of people want to have a chat about this Brownlow stuff. Been running hot all day. Mm. Mm. Uh, g'day, Lindsay. Hi, boys. How are
2: we? Yeah, yeah good, good, Lindsay. Look, um, mate, you can't erase you know, race. Yes, mate, you can't erase dec- decades of history by not having the umpires award the votes or change the voting system. The chances of an umpire transgressing, mate, it's, it's virtually zero. It's happened once in, you know, many lifetimes. So I don't think it's a big problem. But one way around is you just publish the votes each week. I understand it's going to upset the night. But if you publish the votes, no one can bet on it.
3: It ruins the night. You're well, right. that's true. <laughs> it That's ruin the night. Mm. Well, you know who's won it before Before you get to the Brownlow yeah. count. So it sort of takes away the whole, you know, the glitz and glamour of Brownlow at night. But um, and you probably, I think if the first half of Lindsay's mm. point's
4: completely valid. Mm. It probably would have an impact if you knew, if players knew where their situation was in the Brownlow voting, it probably would actually have an impact on availability. It would have an impact on maybe it might incentivise some others. You never know. I, I it's never gonna happen, but mm. you know, it would it would have an impact in other areas. Hmm. Terry's in Geelong. Good afternoon to you, mate.
5: G'day. how you going? Yeah, very Good, well, Terry. Terry's. Yeah, look, I just can you just clear something up. Are we saying what's happened actually on Brown Lane night you were able to put a bet on who was going to get um votes for round one or two? Two, for example,
4: I believe so. I believe that's what the issue is, and whether it was on the actual night or the week of, or at yeah, some stage, yeah, yeah, someone has gone and put votes on, and then ultimately it's not revealed until Brownlow night. So, but when the actual bet was placed, is yes, that's what. Yeah, it's on. Our it's on player A getting
6: a certain Three number of votes, votes in round, round four. Yeah, or two votes in.
3: Yeah, it's spot, in it's spot betting. It's spot betting, Terry. That, that's that's what we believe's taken place. Yeah.
5: So, yeah, but so since when can you place a bet on something that has already happened?
4: Well, when you don't know the outcome and yeah, that's, allegedly that's no point. one knows the outcome, then it hasn't happened. It's not, although the game's being played, the votes have been lodged, in theory, no one knows right. except the that's, umpires. And that's where this problem has been um, brought into play right now because they've divulged some information which they're obliged not to.
5: But that's an that's an easy fix. Then you just don't have that spot betting, and it, then well, it
4: becomes Gaze, irrelevant. Well, as that's, to who, that's Gaze's that's point. That's I didn't know whether that but was. Cons- but mm. I, I would think
3: that's going to affect turnover. And what what a, what an organisation like the AFL? They'll never say this, but they want more people betting mm. on the game. They want more money being poured through betting agencies, so the betting agencies make more money. So the uh, partnership rights to be the preferred betting agency of a league like the AFL are uh, through the roof. Of mm. course they want that to be the case. What's, Of course that's be what interesting they don't ever know... They'll never say that, but why wouldn't they? Well, what is, what would oh, be... I know, we want less. No, no. no we're gonna...
4: We want less. Well, it'd be interesting to know what the actual figure would be of, they of what they receive on an annual basis from AFL betting. What does the AFL actually well, that should be get? public
3: well the rights to be the preferred betting partner of the AFL, that should be a matter of
4: Is that that's not that's a fixed price though? Well, we isn't know it?
3: What, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then yeah. is there is there a percentage of turnover well, that, that's that, it. that well, I don't know the answers to these questions, but um yeah, it's I mean it all it all comes down to the bottom line. I
4: thought don't? that all sports betting went into and that percentage that you're talking about went into uh a pool, and it was distributed to sports, not based on well, this sports generated. There would be a it's skewed, but I, I don't, I don't know how but, they distribute. By the way, that. the AFL uses that money for a lot of good causes. By the way,
3: grassroots mm. club development, player development, all the rest of it. I'm not suggesting there's anything scurrilous going on with the money that the AFL make out of it. the more money the mm. AFL makes the more it can do but to the grow the
4: game what's the difference between that Andy yeah and when the Hawthorne Football Club are involved in pokies? is still gambling
3: yeah, well that well well yeah well there's well there is I believe there's a so, so I believe there there's a, a moral... discernible difference between sport betting and
4: pokies right. I, I I believe that's
3: the mm. case now you can others don't mm. and or may not but I think there is. Don't, there's definitely a difference between poker machines, yes. and having a bet on a racehorse. There's no question. There's different. Or, now or some are sporting hate, event. Some, yeah, exactly. Mm. Some hate that conversation. Mm. Fair enough. Damien's in Fernghully before we get to the break. Hi, Damo. Ah, uh,
0: boys, this is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, we love the revenue, but the uh, immoral implications and or the illegal implications that get brought into it. Because as soon as you, as soon as you Give an opportunity, even if it's the slightest opportunity, people that don't have the same moral compass as you and I mm. will take advantage of that.
4: True. And sometimes you know, actually yeah, I know, I know, Damien, time, I yeah. actually think, Damien, sometimes it can happen accidentally. Inadvertently, oh, yes. Oh, I agree with that. Just oh slip you know, you're in conversation. You, you hear your mates talking, oh, he would have got You're this. You're not going to believe he got the three votes. No, nah, didn't get that, mate. Trust me, he didn't get that. Yeah, oh, hang on. Yeah, now, yeah. I didn't mean, Who you knows. know what I'm saying? Who so, knows, right? Mm. Yeah.
3: Hey, Damien, there's a uh, carton of CB Co. draft coming your way, mate. Australian owner, mate. Uh, CB Co. Been brewing beers for Australian tastes since 2004. All your calls today for Lawn Hub. Real lawn fanatics use Lawn Hub fertiliser. So, uh, thanks to Lawnhuff for coming on board. Travis Head's going to join us uh, at some stage. We're just waiting for him to call in. And we'll have a chat to him about the upcoming ODI series. Interesting. Mo and Ali hasn't really come at it from the same perspective as Glenn Maxwell. Who got hammered after the World Cup and saying, "Yeah, we move on pretty quickly. We don't get too down yeah. about these things. We, you know, it's you know, we shrug it off and and play on." Um, three days since winning the World Cup. In fact, this is what Glenn, made, just to set the scene, this is what Glenn Maxwell had to say a couple of days and got, you know, roundly hammered for it. Cricket has a stop, so you, you don't get time to dwell. Maybe when you retire, you think back to it, and, oh, would have been nice to have won that, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, there's no point in dwelling about it. It's, it's
7: like, oh, well, I wish we had a one. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs>
3: It's sort of it, – it, so um, Moan Ali, who part of the English team that wins yes. the uh, T20 World Cup, comes out. They've got to face up to Australia, and Travis said, part of the Australian team, three days after winning the T20 World Cup, comes out and says, having a game in three days' time is horrible. Mm. Horrible. He said, we'd like – basically paraphrasing what he went on to say, we'd like to spend some time celebrating. We've worked hard to mm-hmm. do this. Yep. You know, we've had a great uh, – we've, we've achieved a terrific thing together, but such is the nature of cricket. We don't get the opportunity to celebrate the win Mm. and and dwell in their success because we're going to get on and face Travis Head and his mates in a couple of ODIs starting this week. And Travis Head's been good enough to join us. Hey, Trav, thanks for your time, mate. We appreciate you being part of it. Uh, I don't know how much of that you heard in the little kind of preamble to saying g'day to you, but... Glenn Maxwell got hammered after the sort of Australia's failed T20 campaign. And Mo and Ali's lamenting the fact that, you know, a couple of days after winning the T20 World Cup, bang, they've got to play you blokes and get back out there pretty quickly. Is that, is that a view shared by a lot of players around the world at the moment, that the schedule is just so busy that you have to get um, a wriggle on and move on so quickly?
5: Yeah, I guess. Thanks for having me, firstly. I think... Um i've played with mo he's a fantastic guy um and i think he does speak the truth sometimes he he speaks what he thinks he's a very very honest guy so um and i think in terms of i guess Max's comments a few weeks ago compared to Mo's comments a couple days ago i guess you can say whatever you want when you win and do you know i mean taking a different context when you win that's okay fair enough you gotta you gotta celebrate your wins and there's no doubt about that and they have done something extremely special and when I look back to Astra series and times that we've had to be able to celebrate, then, yeah, if he said to me "I' to play a game in four days' time, it'd be tough. But you, if you're playing for your country and you get up for it, so there'll be no doubt that he'll find a way to do that. And then on the flip side, if you lose, then you, you, you sort of you come off as saying that um, you don't really care. So it's a, it's a tough one. It's a sticky one. But um, there's no doubt it will be tough for them to come off the high of playing at MCG in front of 80,000 people or whatnot and, and, and win a World Cup. And, and, and it's been a four-year process for them to roll out again, on Thursday, four days later, but you're playing for your country, they'll find a way, they'll, um, they're all professional enough to, to know that and then let the dust settle and then get back on the horse and, and get ready to go again.
4: Hey, Travis, um, th- congratulations, firstly, on uh, what you're doing and the opportunity you've got. Uh, but just on that point, uh, Michael Clark responded, and his comment was if the next day uh, they had to get on a plane and depart for the IPL, I don't think you'd... Uh, hear anybody whinging now I guess that's related to the 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 type of compensation that you're going to get taking that in mind in a more broader sense do you feel that there is a significant trend that's putting some pressure on representing your country because of the the uh, riches that can be gained in various leagues right throughout the world
5: no, yeah, well, then when, and then in the last 24 hours, we've seen come Pat Cummins come out and then pull out of the IPL. So it's going to be That's very individualised, Gaze. I think mm. and I think you've got to respect everyone's decision. Now, Pat Cummins is going to probably make financially make the most out of anybody in this in that IPL. Um, yeah. He's the, the he's the number one bowler in the world for Australia. He's unbelievable, um, and he and he's and him along with Starkey has made huge sacrifices. He and played for about six or seven years, so individuals will do different things to what they think is best preparing for themselves to perform one for domestic, obviously domestic franchise competitions, but then also for test cricket and, and international cricket. So um, I think we've got to respect that. I think we've seen a little bit of that with the Big Bash with guys coming out of test cricket that have had opportunities to play Big Bash and then and have,
6: I mm. guess,
5: prioritised that for, for international cricket. Yes, we'd love to see players playing every single game they possibly can. Is it uh, doable? Well, it's probably down to the individual as well. So... I think yeah, there's a trade-off. With that. I think you've seen some guys make some really, really sound decisions and putting that first, and then some other guys will make decisions yeah. about playing and feel like they're in the best position to do that. So, Trev, you
3: are a genuine um, all-format batter. I mean, you you, you know T20, ODI, mm. you, you can test creep you can do it first class, you can do it all. Is it obvious as we see sit having a chat to you now? What is if if I ask you what is the most important thing for you? What is the peak and pinnacle for you as a cricketer? Is is that an obvious? Is there an obvious answer to that question?
5: Yeah, for me, it's test cricket yep. um, without doubt. So, um, but yeah, guys are going to be motivated by different things as well. But for me, it's uh, I've, I love four day cricket. I've loved domestic cricket. I've played um, a lot of it, yeah, um, yeah. and I've grown up. And I, I, I guess I come full circle. My first my first opportunity was playing first class cricket for South Australia, playing against Andrew McDonald and Chris Rogers and the Hussies and Ken White and getting. Um, Taught valuable lessons and then and, and between the years, and uh, one Victoria playing the first class <laughs> yes. cricket, I fell in love with it right yeah. away. Yeah. I've been involved in white ball, some white ball playing. Um, Obviously, an aggressive batter that the likes to take it on, and um, I guess now I'll be able to express myself in the shorter form of the game. But obviously, it goes back to where I first got my opportunity, what I fell in love with, and that's, that's first class cricket, that's watching Test cricket as a kid. So that, for me, that's the pinnacle. Others are going to be motivated by different things. Um, I think we'll probably see that over the next 20 years because kids will grow up falling in love with T20 cricket that's all they'll see on TV or that's what they'll they'll, they'll gravitate to or fall in love with so um everyone's different everyone has different motivations for me it's it's test
6: cricket
3: it's a, that's a, I mean sort of <laughs> half answer you've been playing first class cricket now for over a decade do you, so you're getting into that sort of you're super experienced you're almost getting into that sort of edging into the veteran class now you've still got a lot of cricket to play obviously but the young kids that are coming in now, do you think they share your aspiration to be a test cricketer first and foremost?
5: I'm 28. You're making me oh, sound mate, old. Mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've waked <laughs> a year on Tommy.
6: Sorry about that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, um, no yeah, I've had obviously a fantastic opportunity to play um, a lot of cricket now and a lot of domestic cricket. But no, I still think guys that are coming through see that as a pinnacle. Um uh, there, there's the odd, odd, odd exception, someone like Tim David who has come through and just absolutely gunned it at that particular format, and he's putting all his eggs in that basket, and that's totally fine as well. Um, there's a couple of guys in England who have done the same, who are 2021, 20, who are, are gunning it in waffle cricket, and have made those decisions. So um, everyone's different, but I think I think across the board, first-class cricket in Australia is still strong. Guys want to play it. It's a privilege to play, it, and then it's a privilege to play for Australia, obviously. Um, so. I guess you cut your teeth with first-class cricket, you learn how hard it is, how much pride you have in it, how much pride you have in winning games of cricket, how tough it is. Um, and so when you do well, it holds extra value. Um, I guess in domestic one-day cricket or T20 cricket, you play so much of it, you can roll around and play one the next day. It's very difficult to play 10 games of shield cricket in the season. Um, and it's tough on the body, mentally, physically. It's, it's a challenge. And you and guys want to challenge themselves as much as they can, and that's test cricket. So I think they always have that fire in the belly to play test cricket.
4: And with you coming into the team, are you expected to be taking that uh, Finch role? I was reading some articles. Are you going to be uh, expecting to be opening the batting?
5: Yeah, it looks like I'll get that chance. And um very, very excited. I'm very happy to, to get an opportunity back in the team um the four-year cycle didn't go my way last World Cup. And sort of 12 months out of that World Cup, found myself out of the team and, and missed that. Um, on the flip side now, I'm 12 months out of a World Cup with a great opportunity to try to, to to cement a spot into that and get that opportunity that's something that I want to tick off or want to be able to try and play in a World Cup. It's a long way away, but um, I get first crack at it on Thursday. So looking forward to getting back with Davey at the top of the order.
4: And what do these games... Uh, and we know you, you know you, this is a, a fantastic. Anytime you're pulling on... Uh, a jersey representing your country—it means a lot. But as far as um, the overall or global stage, these game, these fifty, uh, this series you've got against England, do they are they part of the qualifying for next World Cup? Or what do they have? Do they have any specific purpose beyond just the competitive nature of wanting to go out there and do well?
5: Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think they're just the future tours program and how it's worked and oh. and you gotta get X amount of games in against whatnot. I I assume that we've, we've already caught I I don't know, but um because it's still in the same cycle. I'm not hundred percent sure how that works over World Cup, the World Cup and the four year cycle and, and how that and how that mm. works. But um for us it's we've got a we've got a full strength squad and we're twelve months out from the World Cup. So um they do hold importance for us as a team, whether they hold uh, hold value globally and, and what people will watch, that's, that's up to them. So, um, But we're playing against the number one team in the world with a great opportunity 12 months out to try to, to start the path on the, what we want to go to to hopefully lift the trophy at the end of that
2: World Cup.
3: Well, may there be yes. runs, uh, hundreds of runs come off your bat in both the ODIs and the uh, Test Series against the West Indies, which isn't too far away, mate. As always, thanks for being part of the show. Have a prosperous summer. We wish you well. Thanks, boy. Thanks for having me. All the here. Well has done, Travis. Travis Head, Good part luck. of the Australian team, taking on the English in the ODIs and then the West Indies in that two-match test series. Oh, that's awesome. oh, oh, it's a so nice. great man. And you two have been in constant uh, communication throughout the afternoon, which does need to be raised uh, mm. once we're done with uh, Tim telling us what is making headlines in the Channel 7 newsroom from 6 o'clock tonight. Good afternoon to you, Tim. Good afternoon, yes, tonight on
1: 7 News. Private school girls caught up in a Singapore police probe. New details on the Brownlow betting scandal. The dispute threatening Christmas deliveries in sport. Jeff Kennett takes a swipe at former Deputy Premier James Molino for wanting to join the Hawks board. Socceroos legend Timmy Cale steps in to help prepare our team for the World Cup. How the Aussies are planning to replace Glenn Maxwell this summer. James, along with the weather, Peter Mitchell with 7 News at 6. You're not uh, advocating,
3: are you? Like like some of your colleagues and some of your very good friends, You're, you're not advocating. Indicating that uh, the umpires lose the right to cast votes in the Brownlow Medal? Definitely not. Mm. No. Definitely not. Mm. Well, there you go. That's that. that that'll, be, that'll do. That'll and by the way... Is that enough for you? That'll do. That's that category. expansive enough for you? No, I thought you might have weighed, like sort of fleshed it out a bit, but that'll do. The, the other thing... You were mm. – um, I, I was aware of the fact that you were having um, text communications with Andrew Gaze. Oh, yeah. Uh, private. Yeah. Of, yeah, private. Mm. I won't, I won't divulge. confidential. I won't yeah. divulge the content of that. Well, I'm happy. But, mm. No, no, I won't. Be, Tim's but, happy but, to talk about it But, as well. Tim, you were asking him uh, specific questions related to particular NBA activities going on, I'm led yeah. to believe, going on at the time, and he was mm. answering as if he uh, was across uh, said conversation topics. He wasn't watching. He wasn't watching what you were watching.
4: He was no, just, he said that. He, I he told said him. that he wasn't watching. Oh, oh no, no, I, I told not.
3: him that. Oh, after about two or three texts or straight away? No, strong-wise. straight away. Immediately. I come
4: back and said you're 100% correct. But uh, what, oh, okay. uh, can I, I share, uh, I withdraw, Tim, I withdraw those comments because again. subsequently he was making comment about Josh Giddey, who they oh, lost today, deep. but mm. against the Celtics, and he had seven turnovers. And when he, when Tim oh, alluded to balls. it, I went back and I did actually have a look at some of uh, Giddey's performance that inbounds pass when he turned it over, I assume that's the one that sparked your initial uh, interest in how he might have just been a little bit flippant with it. But, um, but he, he he's a sort of player, and I'm sure in footy you have these guys, mm. you've got to take the good with the bad sometimes Whoa. because of the good will outweigh the bad. Well, that backdoor bounce pass the other day mm. uh, for the easy yeah. player
3: was
1: unbelievable
3: stuff. Mm.
1: Can we just go back to where the conversation on text began? I asked Gazy mm. whether or not Josh needed to work on his handle. And I said, no. Oh, well, not specifically.
4: If, no. No, no.
1: But mm. I just wondered whether that was something that had mm. been brought up before and it was something he needed to work on because he kept turning the ball over when I was watching. That's mm. all. That
4: no, was a, no. And, and, a, a
1: very private conversation. Well, now <laughs>
4: it's not. It's no, quite public No, no, but the, the, now. the issue with Giddy yes. is that uh, – and I said to him, Is his actual handles, the way in which he handles the ball, is not, for a guy of his size at 6'8, is actually really good. Mm. But where mm. he, where sometimes, it, when you've got the little guys, is your pace and how in which you, I mean, you say the same thing about Magic Johnson as 6'9 point guard. And he yeah. got, had some he, handling issues. Got stripped a bit, yeah. Well, yeah. he was an elite ha- handler of the ball, mm. a lit, like uber elite. Mm. That's what I thought. I mm. thought you were saying that he had some handling issues. No. no, I'm just saying with the bigger guys, mm. it's sometimes with the pace and you've got the little guys on you that mm. as you're What's watching Spud it can Web. be well, – not that small, but
0: you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's all we just have a friendly conversation. No, I like it, me.
0: I like it. I think yeah, people are I like interested. Watching, I like watching the basketball and, yeah. you know, when I think I need somebody
1: that I need to talk to about specific uh, parts of the game, I go to a game. Yes. Always. I think people like me,
3: mere mortals like me and 99% of our audience – like to know what absolute giants of their particular sports and the sporting Cape like you two, talk about when you're having a chat amongst one another. And I think it takes us uh, inside the minds of greatness. <laughs> and and I appreciate the fact that you two have been able to open yourselves up to us the way you have today. So thank you both.
4: Appreciate it, Andy. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you very pleasure. much. For some reason, any I I was, there's a touch Tim. of just... Uh, <laughs> bit condescending in that
3: tone.
6: It's dripping with sarcasm. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Okay. All right,
3: bye. All right, Tim Watson (laughs) in the Channel 7 newsroom tonight. There is not, by the way, none. Uh, Just repeating the fact, we are giving you and a friend.
4: This is extraordinary.
3: The opportunity to go to Qatar. I'll say this. Please listen. Mm. Stop what you're doing unless you're driving. Don't just stop in the middle of the road. Pull over. Or just listen. Just listen. Hmm. I think you might have to pull over. No, no, not necessarily.
4: Well, you want to jump on and end it straight away. Well, there's
3: no rush. You've got a few days to do
4: it. Oh, you might forget.
3: We are giving you, you, the person who's listening to this right now, we're mm-hmm. giving you the chance to take a friend, you know, to Qatar mm-hmm. for the semifinal of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. We are going to fly you there. We are going to accommodate you. That's we are nice. going to give you $1,000 spending money. Uh, we are giving three double passes away thanks to the magnificent human beings at mm. McDonald's.
6: Mm.
3: Uh, all you've got to do is go to ICanWin.com.au. I Can Win. This is when, if you're going to write this down, pull over.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I Can should Win. should
4: be able to remember that. But...
3: .com.au. Mm-hmm. And you've got to give us the score and goal kickers of the group game between Australia and Tunisia scheduled for November the 26th. Oh, the go- so you've got to have the goal who actually scored them as well. I'll read that out. Predict the final score of the Tunisia versus Australia yep. game on November 26th, including goal scorers for either team, Wow! for your chance to win. That's probably so, going
4: to be the tiebreaker too. So if you, get, it down. if you get them the, the result correct, I suspect then it will come in, well, who's got the closest to the pin in regards to who actually kicked them? I think most of our
3: audience will probably need to Google mm. Tunisian football team. They're from... Africa, they were in the, the old, Olympics. Can you
4: name one Tunisian player? No. No, uh, sir. entrance Not must one. be over 18 too, Andy. Thank and you. And you must have a valid passport. Excellent. Not a dodgy one. No. Not one that's it's only got a couple of months left. And don't fall I think you're going to have
3: at least six months. This is correct. People have fallen foul of this. Oh, I've got, I'm, only going, I'm going next week. I've got three months left. I'll turn no. up. No problems. You'll get to the airport it's and a, they'll turn you around. On your way. Back home you go. Mm. So that is unbelievable. Thank you it very is. much, McDonald's. Yep. And to the crew upstairs who pulled this together—that is three double passes to the semi-final of the World Cup. Brilliant in Qatar.
4: Love it, love everything about it. That's unbelievable, Travis. So Head. you get to see both semi-finals. Incredible. What? You get to see both semi-finals. Semi-final one and semi-final two. Two tickets to semi-final one. Two tickets semi-final two. Oh, my God, so you thought see... it was only one of the semifinals. No, I kept saying that. But... It's to both semifinals. Don't listen to me. I do now. Well, I said it in the first time and you just dismissed it.
3: I didn't. Can listen. you hear me back? I was Can probably you? busy at the time thinking about things. That is extraordinary. Magnificent work. Mm. Can I go back to something that you asked Travis Head? Uh, what some people may have thought was a a, a strange question. But it was an incredibly insightful one from you.
4: Well, can I can I can I put the reason why I asked it is I remember uh, halfway through this year when South Africa was supposed to come out in January, I think, to play in the one day series against Australia, but of they course. declined to come on the basis that it was going to clash with their T Twenty season. Mm. But at the time when we did a little bit of research into you know, it, it's actually a, an important one for them to miss or with consequences, because you have to qualify in order to get into the World Cup.
3: Oh, quite right. The top eight go straight through, and then there's the... others the, have to go through a that's process. That's a, a, a repercharge-type arrangement. Now that's
4: right. They, because of them and Currently the amount of games... Th- we're third-ranked,
3: by the way, the current, right. on the cup. so that's why started. I
4: thought, well, where are we? I wasn't sure exactly where we were at, but I knew that there was this process in place, and I think that that would give an extra uh, sense of meaning to no these... Doubt. if If it actually, you know, maybe it's, it does have a meaningful contribution... To what lies ahead next year? No doubt it would in the World Cup. Now apparently we've already qualified. Well, yeah, I think We're third. Said, I just said so that we're
3: third on the phone. Right. You're listening. Uh, no, I knew we
4: were third, but I didn't know whether that was enough to oh, say. Yeah, that. we're top eight. Go through. I said that.
3: Yeah. Uh, we've got 120 points, and eighth at the moment is the West Indies on 88 points. Mm. So uh, there's and there's seven teams above the West Indies. We're one of those comfortably inside. But you asked Travis Head. What was on the line here? Yes. Now, this is no knock on Travis at all. No. Who, who, as we said before, intelligent, articulate, thoughtful. Great representative of the sport. Absolutely. Captain of South Australia. Incredibly committed player. Mm. You asked him what's on the line here. What are we playing for? And this is what Travis Head had to say.
5: Yeah, I I don't think so. I think they're just the future tours program and how it's worked, and oh. and you got to get X amount of games in against whatnot. I, I assume that we've already caught. I, I don't know, but um, because it's still in the same cycle, I'm not 100 percent sure how that works over World Cup, the World Cup, and the four year cycle, and and how that and how that mm. works. But um, for us, it's we've got a we got a full strength squad, and we're 12 months out from the World Cup, so um, they do hold importance for us as a team. Whether they hold uh, hold value globally and, and what people will watch. That's that's up to them. So, mm. um, but we're playing against the number one team in the world with a great opportunity. Twelve months out to try to to start the path on the, what we want to go to to hopefully lift the trophy at the end of that World Cup.
3: No doubt, no Which doubt. is true. That's all. That's mm. all very true. But he didn't really know what was what we with this. In other words, it's a friendly. It's mm. a kind of a friendly. It's an opportunity for players in the team to. Bat themselves or bowl themselves into the team mm-hmm. for future series coming up. But does this sort of go, mm. does this sort of go to what Mo and Ali and to a degree, what I think Glenn Max, now I think Glenn, Glenn Maxwell sort of got himself a bit muddled with his reaction to the question. And I think it's been taken slightly out of context. If anybody think context, if anybody thinks Glenn Maxwell and the Australian cricketers don't care. Yeah. They don't care yeah. particularly about a world cup. Well, well, I think I think you got rocks in your head personally. Yeah. Of course they care. I think Maxwell was sort of a bit uh, – he was a bit out of context and he didn't quite nail the answer the way that I think he was intending to nail it. But I think what all of this goes to is there is so much cricket being played. Mm. Some of it means something. Some of it doesn't really mean much mm-hmm. in the team big picture scheme of things. Mm. Of course it means a lot to individuals within – the team who are playing for their spot in a World Cup squad, perhaps in a year's time. But this is the thing that I reckon gets in the way of players and their commitment levels, their arousal levels, Mm. if you like. It gets in the way of us Mm. as fans. Apparently ticket sales for this ODI series are very moderate. Mm. Reading a story this morning saying that it's lukewarm, the sales for Australia v England. Yes. These used to be sellouts back Mm. in the day. Couldn't wait to get there. Now I don't know what we're going to get at mm. these venues for these games. You hear that you hear, you know, the um the the kill on the goose that laid the gold egg. Mm. You hear that all the time.
4: Simon O'Donnell was talking about this again the other day. Mm. We need to think about this. Well, I think it's more to do with I think the timing is relevant because of what we've just gone through and it's an unfortunate set of circumstances because of the clouded schedule that you're you're talking about. But if you want to and again, you, you might be – well, I might be reading too much into it. But I pick up the paper today and I see that Cricket Australia have gone back to all the broadcasters and said well, this guy's underwhelming st- underwhelming feedback in regards to the next rights deal. They've said all of them. Yep. So Fox, 7, 10, <laughs> 9, all of them. No, no, no. You're in the wrong ballpark We here. want more money. We want more. This is, this is not – you're under, grossly undervaluing what it's worth. Now, whether that's – Got to do with what we're talking about here, of or not? Of course, it has. It, but I think there is, in my view,
0: it has. It mate. has
4: an element to it because, like you say, the, 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 there's a lot we've been through it. But I think in this specific example, it is it has got a bit to do with timing. Timing is not great on this specific example. When you say timing, what do you mean? We've just had a t twenty. Okay,
3: so get, why are we playing these games? Well, then where do you fit it? What? What? We don't need to play them, right? We don't so need don't to play, play this. We don't need them. Okay. Right. We don't need these one. Why are we playing? England's already qualified. Right. We've already qualified for the World Cup. Mm. This is nothing more than content. And this is But when, there's when, a lot
4: of people that would be oh, really
3: interested in No, in, not nearly enough. Perhaps that's why networks aren't paying the money that mm. CA want. Right. And that's why people are going, oh Mo and Ali, oh geez, I wish we weren't playing. I wish we had a couple of extra days to just breathe and take it. Yeah. Mm. Glenn Maxwell saying, Oh, we've got to get a wriggle on. We mm. can't we can't dwell. We can't. You might want us to, but we can't. Well, we're going to get a wriggle on. We're going to go and get ready for this, or we're to go get ready for that. Mm. And it affects us. We don't. We don't want to watch the thing. Well, here's the other one: three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'd love to know what. Again, it's mm. a bit of a it's a bit of an annual kind of mm. uh, temperature check on this stuff. But your appetite for this stuff, mm. h- how locked into these ODI's are you? Well, given the fact that it's Australia v
4: England, for God's sake, Andy, say, you don't get you don't get to read the uh, temper text machine, but I do. Please and, let and, me know. And what is happening consistently, consistently over the last six weeks in particular? People are coming and being very colourful in their language in regards to. Ah, uh, the Australian team—they're woke. They, oh, they. God Almighty! No, no, no. It is. Andy, I'm telling you. Okay, they're, they're, sorry. Yep, they're, yep. they're they're entitled. Yep. They they're primadonnas. They're spoiled. This is the type of feedback that has been coming off. Is a, that because Pat Cummins said the Alinta thing? Is that where it's that a combination comes from? Of yeah, okay, right. On, it's yep. a, probably a combination of things where you've got uh, a belief that they, they are extremely well played, are paid, yep. and perhaps. Um, making decisions that may relate more to uh, um, club competitions with IPL and T20 and maybe not as committed to pulling on a green and gold jersey, those types Do of things. Do you believe that? No, I don't. But I don't I'm don't just bl- saying I'm trying yeah. to find a reason don't for why blame. this yeah, I, feedback hey, is coming through.
3: Uh, no, I think I, I'm, and I, I shouldn't mm. be dismissive of that. I sometimes mm. am a bit too. Whenever I hear the word woke, I tend mm. to – down comes the – but I shouldn't. I should take it for the way it's intended to be mm. delivered. So um, we should never begrudge a player, any professional player, mm. for making money. Of course. M- man, woman, whatever. Mm. You want to make money, play in your sport, go make it.
6: Mm.
3: All we want to know is that when you're representing us in the important stuff, mm. we want to know that it matters. Problem at the moment is there's so much of it what is important well, and what, is think, it, what isn't? I think also it's harder
4: to know these days. Mm. I'd love to know from people. I think they're also locked into what happened with Sandpaper Gate, uh, how which and it goes back that far yep. as well, in, in 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 how that, for whatever reason, they're not as loved as but much of, as what. But, but most of our audience they have been we, in the past. But most of our audience when we
3: had this conversation two weeks ago about Dave Warner and his legitimacy to be welcomed back in as a leader of an Australian mm. career team. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't most of our audience saying yep? No. Y- he's,
4: no. No, I'd say it'd be, it was split. Oh, okay. Right lot, I'd say it's split. Uh, half of them are saying he should never, ever, for what he did is unforgivable okay. in regards to leadership. And other people saying, oh, move on. But it wasn't... It was a, what, It was, yeah. It 50-50? was pretty even. Okay, right. I thought it was more supportive of Warner. Done no. your time. No. Move on. Okay, right. There was a lot
3: of... But I'm saying it was probably yeah, yeah, yeah. 50-50. All right. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's 20 past four. Uh, we'll get to your calls on this. Jason, James, anybody else who wants to join in? I guess there's a number of angles you can come at this one from. But if you're looking at a lever uh, and an access point, these three ODIs against England coming up, are you as interested? Are you as into it? Is it a high-priced ticket item on your radar, as perhaps Australia v. England would have been once upon a time? one three hundred seven 736 We're here for robot building supplies. Robots got it. And Berwick BMW, end-of-year sale event, starts Friday. End-of-year sale event. Mm. Berwick BMW, Neil Phillips and his magnificent crew. Starts Friday. Your calls after this. I, I want Jason James, Dom, we'll get to you. I wonder, and it's just been reminded to me by um, one of our regular listeners. I wonder, you talk about the entitled and the feedback and, you know, from mm. the, the Australian cricket team. I, I reckon there is a, um, a, rele- a relevant point to be made. I don't mm-hmm. reckon a lot of Australian cricket fans took kindly or took well, not kindly, took well to the way Justin Langer's um the time as coach 100 about. hundred percent. I think that more, no doubt. more than the linter staff For you well, know, I think it's a accumulation over this or money mm. ahead of country and all that mm. sort of stuff. I regard it's I that has sat pretty uncomfortably. Well
4: I I agree. And yeah. I think it's an accumulation of all those things for some yeah, that has yeah. now put them in uh, I can't I don't have the same love that I had for him. say Five or six years ago. Yeah,
3: with yeah, yeah. I wonder. I wonder whether we'll find out from James, Jason and and Don whether that's part of what they're thinking. One three hundred seven three six seven three six if you want to join in. Hey Jason out there in Caroline Springs. Welcome to the show, mate.
2: Hello fellas, how are you? Yeah, good good thanks, Jace. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I think firstly with the Justin Langer thing, like it's yeah, I just couldn't believe the way that he was treated. Um Australian cricket He rebuilt it and got it back on track. And the way he was treated, it was just a disgrace. But, um, you know, I guess, but looking at the overall formats of cricket, there is so much of it now. Mm. It's, you can't follow it all. And it's, um, Mm. I remember traditional Aussie summers, you would either have, you know, Mm -hmm. ashes or there. Your big test series or you might have two teams out for a test series, a one day series and some T twenty games. And now it's just all over the place. You've got teams that are just here for a World Cup. England now gotta play three games that, like you said, don't really mean much. But um because they're already qualified.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just think it's um and not only that, um, you know, the cost of living and to go to these things makes it even harder for people. It's yep. like it's not like people don't want to go, but when there's so much, but then when there's also other other things going on, you know, in life and society, it's um it's making it hard for people. You can't you can't go to everything. it's no, a good point. Hey Jason, and, um,
3: we'll make we'll make it a bit easier for you. We've got a Signet Boost power band coming your way, V at fifty nine ninety five, mate, we've got to get a regal on. You've I think you've made really relevant points. So appreciate your call. Uh, enjoy the Signet Boost Power Bank coming your way. James is in Caram Downs. Um, Give us your thoughts, James.
7: Yeah, I want to look at it from a different view. Um, Players need a risk and players need opportunity. So, why don't we bring back Australia A to fill the void, play them against nations like Afghanistan that were already here in the country for an opportunity to have a look at things and put some pressure on the current group of players with this next group coming out. We unearthed guys like Tim David and that from the IPL, but Why can't we unearth them in our own backyard?
4: Well, I think we want to watch the best. And if you're a TV – if you're uh, the television network and you're going to put this stuff on television, you don't want the second division. You want the absolute very, very best. And so maybe you can have what you're talking about, which they kind of do. They have the Australia A playing uh, games here and there. That just doesn't get the same level of exposure, I think, as when you've got – the main players on board. And ultimately we've seen it in the BBL. That's exactly right. If you don't have your, your marquee guys there, then people drop off yep. and they've gone out of their way this time around. And unfortunately we've lost Glenn Maxwell, but they've gone out of their way to incentivize Davey Warner to come back in because they need those high profile people uh, there in order to justify the spend from the, the TV networks. Spot on. It's perfectly
3: put. Uh, and, you know, the other thing about the Australia A stuff, when it was Australia A play in Australia, mm. Australian bikes hated it. Yeah. Most of them hated it. Mm. I didn't want to be knocked over by Australian A bikes on national no. television. Oh, no, of course. I didn't want to know about it. Um, thanks for your call, James. Dom's in Burwood. Uh, welcome to the show, Dom. Yeah, got
0: yeah, yeah. look, good point, Gazy. I think the thing is, the world's changed. I mean, people talk, oh, you know, like the other guy said, you know, you used to hang out for the Test series and one day, well, you can, you can so many people have got Foxtel or whatever. You can watch as much as you like. And the other thing, I don't begrudge players, like people, oh, you know, Test cricket's the pinnacle. How many guys out of all the guys that play, say, international cricket get to have a decent career in Test cricket? Very, very few. I don't blame guys if you're a good, good hitter playing the IPL. The yeah. things are ch- and just on Pat Cummings, I don't think it helped with his comment on the linter. He goes to India, but he doesn't tell people it's 300 million people have no gas or electricity and burn cow dung and wood in their homes to cook. So I don't think that helped. But I agree with what um, you said too, um, Andy, it's just it's just change. It's a different world. And seriously, back to the palms. You win the World Cup, and three days later oh. you play. It'd be a bit like. It'd be a bit like. Remember when you won the Grand Final and then you had to go and play yeah. the Premier Team in South Australia? <laughs> I mean, seriously, could yeah. you imagine bringing that back?
3: The crazy thing is, Dom, when you kind of pair it all back, is that and this you, me, mm. Gazy, people of our If you had have said we're going to play three ODIs against England and they're not really going to mean much back 30 mm. years ago you you got absolute rocks in your head every time we play england exactly. it is do or die yep. this is the hill and we are we are mm. defending it with our lives does anyone care who wins or loses this i would think it is a very marginal interest mm. in terms of the passion levels that most cricket supporters are bringing to this one-day international series, mm. and it's Australia v England. Games between Australia and England should always have something mm. on the line. Lo- Mo what's and Ali don't want to play. No, They don't want to play. Well, he may want to play, but no, the but timing yeah, of the yeah. He wants to enjoy the T20
4: World Cup success. Mm.
3: He's called this horrible. Mm. The timing of this is horrible. But what's the answer?
4: It, don't play them. I know, but then it's then you're. This particular series, in I, I agree with you. They, Don't perhaps, play them, mate. But but you still have to find time to to play the. One. Are you saying well, no? You play the ones. that
3: mean, play the ones that have got something on the on the cart, on mm. the on the at the end of the line. These are every time we play one of these games. So whether you have to expand the qualification mm. process, every time we play, it's it, got there is contribute. something on the line. Test matches, mm. ODI's, teach, everything is about something. Mm. Everything's leading to okay, you can have some friendly, even in football there are friendlies because you've got to prepare yourself to get ready for big tournament play. Mm -hmm. We understand that. And that that can be a decision made between the two cricket boards in the lead up to major Mm events. We want to have some hit-outs against the Bangladesh before we get to the World Cup in India. Of course. That's a mutual agreement. But we we know what it is at
4: least. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, it's a warm-up to the big deal. Yep. This is not a warm up and to anything.
4: on the line, yeah. all those types of it's things. Not a that warm gonna, up to anything. Yes, yeah, these three games. No, it's a, it's a World Cups a year away. Exhibition series. Yeah, mm. content. Mm. That's all it is. Mm. Just content. Well, for some of the players though.
3: Oh no, that's no that for oh, the we're players. Talking, you and I
4: are talking about the macro. call. Correct. We're all talking about the macro here. For the players, it's could be and it, sh- it will be very important for some of the players. It's about yeah. showing what you're showing. Your where's where you're at. Where's your form. How can you fit against this particular team? Yeah. All those issues will be there, but we're talking broader. Yeah, it's spot on. Uh, all our talk back today for Lawn Hub.
3: Real lawn fanatics use Lawn Hub fertiliser. Don't forget, show your support from the Cappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only 5 bucks. Money raise will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Nick O'Hearn, not too far away from joining us, potentially a bit of a development brewing regarding the AFLW Grand Final if it is to be played in Brisbane. So just stand by on that. I might bring that to you on the other side of the news. (laughs) Nice work, Stone Cold. Very nice work indeed. We're here for Robot Building Supplies and Berwick BMW. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Keith, we spoke about the new training Mm. facility that the Brisbane Lions are going to... Berwick's won their CEO, wasn't it? Swanee came on to speak to us about it. Unbelievable facility, mm. magnificent. Couple of playing surfaces there, a venue that will be able to house um, VFL games, AFLW matches. Ten thousand, wasn't it? they mm. Terraced, world-class facilities, supporter mm. play facilities. Uh, go on the website, uh, Brisbane Lions website, and have a look. It's magnificent. We've got this issue at the moment where the AFL has been caught short here with a venue. Mm. If Brisbane win this week in their prelim. Uh, and they've got to get through Adelaide, of course, at Metricon on Friday night. If they do, they host the grand final the next weekend, whether it's the 26th or 27th uh, time. Will, will, will It's supposed to be on the 26th, I think. But they haven't got a venue. Mm. The Gabba's out, Metricon's out. They've been booked. So it's an issue. Whether they go to Cairns, whether they go to Burp and Gary, where they played a game early this year, but lacks the kind of facility and, and, um, and, and you know, and, capacity mm. for a thing like an AFLW grand final, it's an issue. I'm just being told that Springfield, which we believe was going to be two or three weeks away. Mm-hmm. That's how tight it is. Two or three weeks away from being ready to use. It's going to be ready for preseason. That's the soil and stuff we're yeah, talking just about. the whole the stands, thing. Bedded and bedded the, inf- the the amenities are spot on. Ready to go. Ready to go. Just mm. the playing surface, which is going to be ready for the As Brisbane preseason. season in. I'm being told, stand by. Mm-hmm. Maybe online. Maybe able to be used. Well, that would
4: be a good outcome.
3: It would be a magnificent outcome. Mm. But magnificent outcome for the AFLW gets Mm -hmm. them absolutely off the hook. Great way Mm. for Brisbane to christen the venue. Open it up. What a way. Mm. AFLW Grand Final, 2022.
4: Mm. 10,000 there.
3: Oh, magnificent. And they'll get Mm 10,000. Very, very supportive crew up there. Magnificent team. Craig Starsevich gets it, mm. his players buy in, mm-hmm. they deserve it. They deserve to be given the opportunity to mm-hmm. play at a venue that befits their commitment mm-hmm. to this league and their performance. Just keep our fingers crossed. We'll watch this develop. Mm. Um, and those who care about AFLW, I think this would breathe, and it just it's just blind luck, I reckon, if it mm. comes to pass. Absolute blind luck if it comes to pass. Um, this would breathe. So much enthusiasm mm. and excitement into the grand oh, I, final of the AFLW, if, if it can, if it can be the case. I, I
4: assume the risk of doing something like this because there's there's always pros and cons, and I assume the risk is if you go in there and something untoward was to happen to some of the players, yeah. and somehow or other it might be arguable that it was related to the ground not being 100%. Of course, two weeks off, then that, that would not that would not go down well. It Goes from being a great look to a Horrific situation. Horrific situation. Mm. The other now, but room, how do you – oh. or maybe there's some scientific method in which they can judge <laughs> the appropriateness <laughs> and the readiness for this ground. I don't know. But that risk would be something that – there'd need to be some legal tick-offs. Oh, no, the AFL would check the venue. I mean,
3: they do they do, do that. Yeah. They, they have their team go in and check venues mm. and, you know, they do. So that would need to be done. Mm. But you need to do some stress, some stress testing oh. before you got there, and it would need to be zero mm. percent chance of the surface impacting. Players there's no all such the go- thing as zero percent. Yeah. No zero percent.
4: Well, there's no yeah, such we- thing.
3: Weather can come in and mm. change everything. Yeah. Everywhere. Right. Weather can change things at the MCG. Of course, it can. But we need to know that given fair conditions, mm. this surface is ready to go. Let's hope it's so. Now let's keep our fingers crossed because there's all sorts of rumours swirling around. They regarding should, the AFLW, they should final. win, shouldn't they? They'd be the favourites to oh, win. No, they should. Yeah, I mean, Adelaide's had a horrible week the mm. news from overnight that a member of their 2017 team's passed away. So they've had a. They're going to go in with heavy hearts, and who knows what sort of motivation they'll get to play for their fallen teammate. But um, yeah, you would think that Brisbane would be good enough to beat Adelaide, and you would think Melbourne would be good enough to play North. Mm. And I think that's the grand final that people who care about the AFLW would be pretty keen to see mm. uh, this year. So. We'll just see. Let's just see, you know, how that, one, how that one plays out. Robot Building Supplies, Berwick BMW, great to have them on board. 19 minutes to five already. Nick O'Hearn, big news yesterday about Liv and the Grange for four years. Talk to Nick about that and a whole lot of other mm. stuff on the other side of this. Always great to talk golf, uh, particularly with people like Nick O'Hearn, who was part of the commentary team on the weekend down there at Moona, covering the Victorian PGA. And before we get into all the other stuff that we want to talk to you about, Nick, um, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, watching the coverage, couldn't turn it off. Magnificent playoff. Andrew Martin parted like you just couldn't believe. Magnificent course. I mean, well, all the Victorian courses are magnificent. There should be more of them. We yeah. talked about this yesterday. But, mate, when Lincoln Tide plays a shank bunker shot like he did huh. on the 72nd and then three holes later finds himself in the same pot, can you take us inside the head of a professional and tell us what
1: they're thinking? Why did I hit it hidden here again? Oh <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, um, you know, we were we were all on track to finish the coverage on time. It was all going beautifully, and then one shank later and we're there for another ninety minutes. Yes. It was it was unbelievable. Um I have to admit, I'm very impressed by Lincoln Ty and how he how he composed himself after that. He went five holes and he birdied that hole four times in a row and then on the fifth playoff hole he's in that bunker and again I thought, well, he should get the most improved award here if he can get this thing out and on the green, which he did, but he just didn't hit it very close, unfortunately. So it was obviously playing on his mind because he didn't really hit a very good bunker shot. So it might be something for him to work on in the future, I would imagine. Go
4: on, you go. No, just on that too, Nick, I just wanted to get a a clarification of the rules because I asked Andy this yesterday, in that when they go to the playoffs and they've got to walk, they've got to carrying their carts and they've got to walk all the way back. And then, so that takes a whole bunch of time, and then they got to play it, and then it happens five times. Eventually, they said, No, no, it's time to jump in the carts. Is there is there a specific rule? Why did it take so long before them to come to that conclusion to put them in the cart?
1: Uh, there is really no rule. I think it just became more common sense, and, and maybe they were thinking, Well, there might have been another storm coming or uh, some lightning in the area. Let's speed things up here. Yeah. I, I really don't have any idea. Uh, one of the carts had a bit of a miss-up on, on uh, one of the playoff holes. It actually ended up in a bunker, but you never saw that in the coverage. It was kind of... I mean, luckily, no-one was hurt, but uh, it could have got a bit ugly there for a while. So I'm just glad it finally ended because it just kept going on and on. And the way Andrew Martin putted it was mm. just unbelievable. I mean, Lincoln Ty must have been thinking, is this guy ever going to miss? It was mm. crazy. And And what about...
4: It's interesting to to watch a tournament with these high quality players, and there's a bit at stake and there's a bit of money on the line That's as well. Huge for and them, they're pulling yeah. around their own carts. Can't they just get a? Why wouldn't they have someone just come and carry their bag?
1: Well, yeah, I I completely understand why they're doing it, but uh, it would look much better if uh, if they were carrying the bag. I mean, uh, golf carts don't look great in pro tournaments, but it is what it is, and I understand they're saving a few shekels you know, by uh, by pulling their own bag. But the only problem with getting a caddy that you don't know is mm. the art of a good caddy is to say the right thing at the right time. Mm. And if you get a bad one, well, they generally say the wrong thing, you know, at <laughs> the wrong time. And, uh, you know, like, hey, maybe let, let's not hit it in that bunker again type stuff, you know. Yes. <laughs> but
4: Nick, surely you get someone. I mean, I could tell you a, mi- a million of my mates, if they, if they went, listen, I'm playing and this is the final day. I want you to carry the bag. Do not utter a word to me. Just shut up. Put the bag down when I tell you to put the bag down. And there'd be people jumping at that opportunity.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. But you, you might come off the course and they'll go, Well, this guy's an asshole. To to <laughs> That's true.
3: That's hey, true. Nick, where do you sit on Liv? I haven't heard, you probably haven't answered this question a thousand times. I've never heard it. Are you a, are you a fan of what Liv's bringing to pro golf?
1: oh well how long's your you show again <laughs> um let's see you know i i i think it's good for the game and the fact that it really has stirred things up especially you know on the obviously with the pga tour they've dominated world golf for so long they've had to then uh rethink a lot of their things now i know a few of these things are in the pipeline already for the pga tour they've just fast-tracked it obviously because of what live golf is doing i I really think uh, for the longevity of the game, it it is good to mix things up. Uh, The format, I'm not really a fan of and how there isn't really any access for anyone. I don't really know the qualifying criteria, that sort of a thing. But, you know, obviously, you know, Greg Norman announced yesterday some events coming to Australia, which I think is great for here, for the local game, because it's really going to get people more on the golf course or on ranges or mini putt. you, You name it, it doesn't really matter. However, it brings more eyeballs to the game of golf is a good thing. So... The money's a bit insane. It just kind of makes a lot of the pros look a bit greedy. And, uh, you know, uh, them complaining about the PGA Tour not being very good to them over the years, that's an absolute load of bollocks because, you know, they treat you like uh, an absolute royal, or not quite royalty, but uh, maybe they are getting treated like royalty now. So who knows?
6: Yeah.
4: Mm, I've seen some of the planes they're flying in and they are definitely getting treated (laughs) by royalty. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But where do you think, and we've asked a lot of people along the journey of, uh, and I guess no one really knows, but in your very experienced mind, where do you think this ultimately, if you're going to crystal ball this land, where's it going to end up?
1: Yeah, that's I've been thinking about that a lot lately because you know, I do get asked a bit about it. The the only thing I see at the moment is the PGA tour has no incentive to work with Liv because they've up their prize money, you know, ridiculous amounts. They've got this what's called a an assurance, an earnings assurance program. So if you get your card on tour, you get a half a million dollars. So that's all a result of Liv coming on mm-hmm. board, obviously. So the only reason they would then look at collaborating with Liv was if they kept taking all their best players and I'm not sure there's any more that are going to go to be honest. I mean you've got Rory and Rahm and JT and Spieth and those guys that they're, they're sticking with the PGA Tour. we know all that and now Rory and Tiger have created this like Monday night golf league which is going to come along so they have sort of hitting that e-gaming sort of crowd as well. So I don't see the PGA Tour really coming along and collaborating. I think a lot of it will depend on the world rankings, obviously, is a big sticking point at the moment. And then the majors, the four majors, have quite a lot of power in all this. So if they obviously you know, let a lot of the live players play, which I believe they should, okay. you know, I, yep. I think they should still be playing in that because they're obviously still some good players. The problem with the live guys is they're going to fall out of the top 50 in the world rankings very, very quickly. So we're not going to see anyone play any of their majors who hasn't won a major because you get an exemption like Cam Smith has a five-year exemption to all the majors because he won the British Open. But to be honest, Mark Leishman's probably played his last major unless he goes ahead and wins an Australian Open at the end of the year, which probably gives you an exemption into a British Open or something like that. So it's kind of sad in a way to see that. But um, I I completely understand why guys have gone to the, to live. I mean, the money's obscene, obviously, and, and they're uh, looking after their families for f- future generations and all that. But I don't really agree with them Them wanting to go and play the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour as well. I think if you're going to go to live, go to live, enjoy yourself. You've made a boatload of money. That's great. And, um, and, and you know, but one of the reasons they went there was to play less, and now they're saying they want to play more. So it's a bit I'm, – I'm sort of – I see both sides in a, in a nutshell. How's that for an no, answer? No, <laughs> you
3: know what, Nick? It's a perfect answer, I reckon. You've summed up – Uh, in in that one answer, what a a few of us have been kind of rolling around in our own minds when it comes to this stuff. So uh, it's a perfect answer. There's a thousand – we'll have to get you back on at some stage. There's a thousand other things to talk about, but time's on the fly. Thanks for being part of it this afternoon. Appreciate your time.
1: Uh, No worries, guys. Always good to chat. Good on you, Nick. Nick
3: O'Hearn. Got to number 16 in the world back in the Superstar. Very, very fine player. Superstar Andy. Darren Goldswing about to join us. Mm-hmm. Always good to talk to Darren about major issues going around in the game. And there's a big one regarding umpiring at the moment. Some people saying that the um, the vote should be taken off the umpires. Good time to lever our way into that. So before we get to the great man, can mm. I just ask you a question? Yes. Uh, the AFL came out, uh, John Ralph's story, no, Jake Nile's story, that... They're going to go back to the season opener the way it was for a couple of years. Yeah, you mentioned that. Richmond Carlton Mm -hmm. going to open it now on the Thursday night at the MCG. Mm -hmm. They trialled the grand final rematch uh, as a way to start the season. There's a view that Geelong and Sydney, you know, wouldn't quite fit the bill for a number of reasons. Um, Maybe not not a fitting way to start the season Mm -hmm. at a venue that would have been crowd appropriate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the AFL's decided to... uh, if it had have been, okay, let me ask uh, the question I'm asking you. A lot of people are saying, wh- why are they doing this? Mm. Why have they gone back on this idea? If the grand final last year, or mm-hmm. th- this year, yep. had have been Richmond and Collingwood, mm-hmm. do you reckon they would have made this call?
4: Uh, no, they wouldn't. They would have run with it. So uh, clearly it's uh, horses for courses. And and so so
3: a- what's the most important thing? Not the grand final rematch to kick the season off. Mm. What is the most important thing?
4: Money crowd numbers. And crowd numbers, which is money. But the thing is, Andy, I think it's overrated. I don't know if it really makes that much difference. Of course, of course it's overrated. Who so, so play that – if you want to have a tradition, play it and and have it in the first round and play it where you think it's going to get the best attention. It doesn't have to be the first game of the season on that Thursday night. You can still have that Geelong uh, Swans game on the Saturday. Still have that match. I don't think it makes any difference. Just You don't have to be the actual – First game, I think it's overrated. It's a nice little thing. Maybe it gets uh, eyeballs. The two clubs, the, Richmond and, and um, Carlton, would love it because it'll get a lot of eyeballs because they're waiting for it. But in the big scheme of things, I think of all the issues that need no, to be no, addressed. No, but this is just the one we're talking about here. It is. And, and I There's think, no way they've changed. Are they playing that game? They are still playing. Is it the first round? Is it Geelong, Sydney? This is just not the first game. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. We don't know
3: yet, but it won't be the season opener. So, well, who cares? Well, it needs to be down at Geelong then, so they can unfurl the flag. Mm. That's going to be the case. So, Geelong, at the new stadium. They've got the new grandstand
4: in. That'll all be done, I imagine. So away we go. I, I think they'd probably prefer to play it on the Saturday, wouldn't they? Don't know.
3: Ah, no, it's just. It just. I think we have an idea, right? We put it into place. Doesn't Everyone quite votes goes. in. We think it's a good idea. Until little... we're not going to get mm. eighty thousand there.
6: Mm. Yeah,
3: it's not going to quite work properly. It's not going to hit the right KPI mm. for whatever KPI we're trying to and hit. Tell me so that... let's just shelve it, and we'll go
4: back to what and we have because we know we're going to get eighty five thousand. Answer for me this Richmond. question. If for, let's just say they yeah, he, 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 you, if yeah. they if you had a had the Sydney v Geelong on the Thursday night, and it is an opening mm-hmm, as the opening mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the next night. It's Richmond uh, Whatever, you know, yeah. Carlton, which, which is – do you reckon there'd be any less or more no. people going to the game because it's on the – and it's not the actual first uh, game of the round? No, no. I don't think it makes any difference myself. No. no, I could be wrong. No. In fact, I think on the Friday night they'd probably get more. Oh, probably, Well, you probably would. It's not a school night.
3: That's right. Darren Goldsby. <laughs> bit going on in umpires at the moment. with umpires. On, hey, Darren, it's always a joy to have you on the program. Thanks mm. for being part of it.
7: That's all right, Andy. How are you
3: going? Yeah, good, mate. Have you got any? Have you got anything to say about the opening game of the season before we get a wriggle on or not?
7: Uh, Carlton and Richmond sounds sounds pretty good to me.
3: That'll do. Should have left it there in the first place yeah. and not uh, changed a yeah. single thing.
7: Wouldn't have had to hang on for nineteen years <laughs> to, for you to talk about all that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's what I wanted to hear. Nineteen? Hey, it wasn't nineteen. It was only about four. But we appreciate your patience and indulging <laughs> us. Um, Darren, the, the, people are taking advantage of the moment that we've got. You know, with the you know the betting in, in, in appropriateness and you know, the Brownlow and um, some high profile and high powered voices in the game are saying, "Righto, let's get rid of, t- take the voting away from the umpires." Now's a good time to do it. Have you got a reaction to that?
0: Oh, look, I, I think it's
7: not important, but it's been an award that's been around for a hundred years, and it's been voted for by umpires. You know, mm. so people just need to decide whether or not it's a, one of a number of awards. So you know, different people vote for different awards. So it, it just turns out that the Brownlow is voted for by umpires. So mm. you know, that's a, it's a different view of of who's the best and fairest or the best player in a certain game.
6: Mm.
4: I could not agree with you more. Oh, couldn't I, I, agree. Oh, I, I think oh, it's as simple as that. Really, it is. And I guess we're, we're having this conversation on the back of what we, which, which was revealed yesterday. Uh, how, how strict or what type of guidelines and education are the umpires given to the importance of not sharing information about Brownlow votes?
7: Oh, look, it's it's, it's very important, and and it's uh, umpires are told ignores him, or they were when I was involved that you know that sort of information is is classified or classified' probably not the right word, but it'll do it's it's information that that doesn't get talked about outside of the room where the votes are cast
3: and yeah, is that easier said than done sometimes, yeah, sitting around a barbecue on a Sunday afternoon, having a couple of beers with your mates. Is it at all conceivable in your mind, and we'll wait for more information to come out regarding the matter in front of us now, but is it, yeah. even in that sort of environment, is it conceivable to you that, you know, a simple slip of the tongue or, you know, an, an accidental comment could lead to the sort of story that we've got confronting us now? Or, or is that, don't you think that's possible?
7: Well, well, it's possible because it, it may have occurred. Um But it, it People that you you talk to or know that you umpire don't very often put you in that position where, yeah, yep. you know, they expect you to make a comment, you know, having known that you've umpired a game the day before or that day, they won't say, oh, how do you reckon this guy played? Mm-hmm. People just wouldn't ask you that question. And and particularly now, I mean, back in the day, somebody may have said, oh, yeah, I thought he played well. He kicked six goals, he had 30 touches or whatever. But now it's more. It's even more with the betting, the way it is. It's more incumbent on the umpire not to not yep. to say anything at all.
6: Yeah,
4: and and and, when, I, and I'm
7: sure that they're they're educated in that, not to say that.
4: I'm sure. They yeah, are. and in that process of actually casting the votes, how collaborative is it yeah. between all the umpires? Is it is there a hierarchy? How does that work?
7: No, no. Well, it'd be after a game you come off and you do the paperwork. That normally would go on, and the delegates of each club would come in and you'd hand that and then then the umpires would go into a room on their own and and just discuss who they thought were the best players and it's and it's certainly a collaborative thing and, and then the the three two and one votes are uh, determined and the uh, and the slip is signed
6: mm-hmm.
7: by each umpire, and it's put into an envelope which is it's got an armor guard seal on that as well right. and there the umpire signed the Armour guard seal as well, put in the match envelope, and when I was umpiring, which was quite a while ago, and we didn't we didn't send it by carrier pigeon. No, no, I, no I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. We Darren. actually drove, <laughs> no, we drove our no, horse yes. and buggy to thank the you. house and <laughs> oh, put it you. in a <laughs> right. We put it in a uh, <laughs> in, in a locked, uh, mm. yes. not a post box, but a box that mm. we, we all umpires had a key for. And, mm. We drop it in there, and it'll be picked up by Armaguard on the Monday.
4: <laughs> Nicely done. When you go into that little room and you have your chat about who the best well, is. a candlelight because there wasn't electricity around. No, that's days. true. Yep, yep. Uh, and you have your yes. chat about yep. who the vote should be uh, allocated to. Are you? Do you have statistical data in front of you?
7: No, there's nothing. There's no devices or, or information about anything.
4: Right.
3: How lengthy could some so of those just, how mm. lengthy could some of those conversations go, Darren? Can you remember days you know after games where, uh, you can't we can't give him the three? It's got to be this bloke. Can you remember a bit of back and yeah, forth? yeah? Look, yep.
7: sometimes sometimes it might take twenty of twenty minutes to yep. decide who you thought was the best player. Mm.
3: Yep, yep.
7: You know, and some days it take two.
3: In terms of what the umpires do, you know, and, and their relevance and responsibility to one of the most coveted awards in footy. I don't know whether this is the right way to characterise this, but is it a sense of great pride uh, and responsibility that the umpires bring to that part of their their weekly um, responsibilities?
7: Oh, look, it's just really a part of the role that the umpire plays, you know. There's a whole heap of things that the umpire has to do, and one of them happens to be cast their votes for the Brownlow medal, um, you know. Obviously, it's uh, with umpiring. Really, the only thing you have is is your integrity. So, umpires always have always and always will take that role fairly se- pretty seriously. Yep. So, because once you haven't got that integrity, you haven't really got anything. So uh, that that's why what what is alleged to have happened is such a big deal now because. It sort of question, it questions the integrity of the umpiring, mm.
6: yeah, and,
7: and not not only the group now, but what's gone on previously. I,
6: I think. Mm.
4: And and is it difficult when you're making those assessments? And, and I suspect that a lot of this is human nature. If you've got someone out there that may have been fantastic, but just was talking crap, oh. was just maybe <laughs> had a bit too lippy with the umpires, <laughs> and just is is it is it. Is it difficult to park some of those personal things you might have and just judge someone on their form or is that just a fact of the, one of the issues when it's human nature?
7: Oh look, you try you try, you, because it's a fairest and best award you take into account all those sorts of things. Right. Um But you know the, the, I dare say there was times when that sort of thing happened when players were, you know, as you, as you refer to them, lippy and mm. And, you know, it might come down to two guys and you might say, well, this guy played the game and did what you'd expect him to do. But the other guy, all he did all day was a and complain about not getting a free kick or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, I think what you're saying is correct. Mm.
3: Can I put... We're talking to Darren Golds who umpired for a very long time, 371 games, and one of the most respected umpires of his generation and, and you know, of all time... Uh, Darren, can I put to you something? To Grant Thomas, you know, strong views and has been very active on Twitter throughout the day. He, he's posted one, many tweets, but but one of the ones that Tomo's tweeted is this. Are we not concerned that all three... And Tomo's one of them very active and, and a big advocate that the umpire shouldn't vote for the Brownlow medal. Yeah. He said this. Are we not concerned that three all-Australian key defenders, Moore, May and Maynard, did not receive a solitary Brownlow vote between the three of them Yet they are among the top echelon of valued players in the competition, and all Australians. It goes to this notion that it's a midfielders' medal. Now, do do you ever do you have a way of explaining how that is, or a response in particular to Tomo's tweet and the kind of um, the point that he's making? You know, via it.
7: look. I, I think it's probably fair to say that there is there's a host of great players who've been either forwards or backs who haven't, for whatever reason, polled well in the Brownlow. Um, and I, I can't I can't answer your question point blank as to why those guys don't get votes. But probably suffice to say that a lot of the awards these days are won by midfielders anyway. Yep,
3: they are. No so and I don't
7: think yep. the Brownlow's any different. Yep. Mm. That's not to take away from the, uh, from the backs and the forwards because they're all great players but for some reason probably because people concentrating more on where the ball is at the time and they see those players all the time getting the ball and distributing the ball to other players that probably come more under notice than the other guys who who, who might hold, for example a backman who might hold a, a key forward to one goal or no goals Yep, it's not something that you notice without having stats in front of you Whereas a lot of a lot of the other awards, you have hindsight and you're able to sit down and assess that sort of stuff. Whereas as an umpire, you 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 can't because you haven't got any data to back up your thoughts. Yep, mm.
4: makes sense. Hey Darren, just on a more broader topic, uh, when you watch the game these days, have do you think that we're giving the umpires the best chance to do the best job possible? There's, you know, with the number of umpires, there's been some talk about that perhaps the boundary umpires should be more involved with field umpire type responsibilities. Do you look at it and see uh, there's something stick out to you to say how things could be done better?
7: We'll have six different interpretations of free kick, Andrew. How do you think that'll go?
4: No, I'm not advocating any. I'm just asking. No, you are. You're a fan for this. No, I'm. I'm yeah. a, <laughs> no, you are. No, I'm. Not, I'm, I'm advocating. I'm. What I'm asking. You're
7: thinking of umpiring yourself, are you? You're not in. in.
3: The slightest, but I'd be interested in He's your... He's a fan of this. He highly... thinks it should come in. No, you'd... I don't. Yeah, you do.
4: I did not. It you'd... was Eddie Maguire that yeah, actually it was, mentioned it. it was, and the mere fact agree. that I mentioned you it... You agree. <laughs> but anyway, more to your view, uh, is there something with Just the mechanics it, of the game or that, that you think that, hey, if, if this would make it a lot easier for the umpires?
7: Oh, look, I think, I think umpiring needs to evolve the same way that the game has. And umpiring's been, the game's been umpired for the same way for forever. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been changed an awful lot compared to the way the game's played. So, I mean, I'm happy to listen to, listen to me, I'm happy. It doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> no, but, right. um, no, we uh, care. We rang you and yeah, asked you to come I, on, I, I so think, we do no, care they, what you've they, got those, to say. Those, those, those sorts of things that Eddie has suggested. Mm-hmm. Whilst you can you can debate them, it, 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 at least it's, you can you can debate them, and you can come up with something that's better than we've already got. Mm-hmm. But you know, there'd have to be a lot of thought and a lot of study go into that sort of stuff before you said, "Yeah, we can do that," because it's not. I mean, boundary umpires and goal umpires aren't trained to do that sort of stuff
6: mm. at
7: the moment. Maybe in ten years' time they might be, or field umpires might assume their roles. I don't know you know it's something that's worth discussing because right. as i said i don't think the way the the game's umpired has changed the way play, the the game has yeah. over time
3: yeah it's fickle um, as is always the case, we appreciate you taking a call and uh, making yourself available to us. So um, thanks a lot. You better go and have a lie down.
7: You better go and have a always lie down. Always happy to hang on the phone for 20 minutes
5: for <laughs> you,
3: Andrew. Thank you, Darren. Come Thank you, Darren. I'd get on
7: quicker if Dar- I <laughs> rang up and asked
3: a question. Come oh, on. Darren. <laughs> Darren <laughs> Golds. See you soon. See you, mate. Darren Golds for <laughs> joining us on the show. Um, <laughs>
2: it's
3: 20
0: past five. On today, you and rest assured.
2: Don't miss Berwick BMW's end-of-year sale event. It's on this Friday to Sunday. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for
3: the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Sports Day coming up after us. Healy Johnson and Lenny Hayes are amongst their guests. Uh, and St Kilda there at discussion points tonight. So they're mm-hmm. immediately following us here, Jared Healy and Brad Johnson. You'd be worried about your footy club and it's... Um, Access to Tasmania. The Johnny Ralph wrote the piece last night that no, Tasmania just... government are digging in here now. They say, hey, if Hawthorne want to get their in out of us and play footy here and north. And north. But particularly Hawthorne, mm-hmm. I think is the one they're focusing on uh, in Lonnie, you need to uh, you need to pony up and give us commitment and confirmation of an 19th licence. We will continue to support your product, mm. but we need we need like, uh minded treatment yep. and we need just confirm and green light it. And let's get going.
4: Well, I think is that fair enough. Well, absolutely. I think Andy Gowers and Peter that the the, uh, the the two that are vying for the presidency, I heard them on the radio this morning, and both of them saying that that is completely understandable because of what the bigger picture issues are with Hawthorne. Now they both still believe that uh, that there will be ongoing association with Tasmania. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you'd have to be silly to think that, given what they're they're lobbying for and trying to get their own team. That that wouldn't have any that w- that you'd expect that that wouldn't have an effect on uh, the relationship Hawthorne mm. and North Melbourne have with Tasmania. So I think I don't think that anyone be, would be alarmed about that. And well, I think they'd be alarmed. I don't think it'd be alarmed. I think there'd be alarm. There'd be alarm at Hawthorne. Well, I think it's about four, four millions, million bucks it, four a year. Fair, that's a fair, no, dent in the bottom line. Yeah, of if course. that automatically disappears, no, that's true. That is true. But 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 with that, that comes, would be alarming. But it's not for, because that. There is also the opportunity for those four games to come back to be played where they they're going to play them here and I understand but that you're not getting 4 million for those games. You're not getting 4 million
3: for a couple of games played back here in Victoria. No,
4: but but also that 4 million is not just for games. It's also the signage, yeah, it's the course, relationship yeah, It's a whole package worse, yeah. of a suite of um benefits that Tasmania would be receiving. So you're right, it would be a concern there's no doubt about that, but um but I think that that once there is a decision, it's going to take a number of years, and I think that there will be a transition. And yeah, no, yeah. as I yeah. understand it, Tasmania, it, once that decision has been made, and even if they did say, well, here's your provisional licence, if you're mm. getting your venue right, they would still want to have Hawthorne and North Melbourne coming down there on a regular in, basis. In and the... I believe that they might have already signed off on the deal with North Melbourne. Well there'd be it'd be silly. It'd
3: be silly once the Tassie turn come in, if and when that is the case. It'd be silly not to have Hawthorne and North Melbourne routinely playing games of footy down there, given all the work they've done in in the market down there. Mm. Who are you voting for, Nankerville or uh, or Gowers?
4: Um, I I know that's
3: a personal question, but you're not a member, so you don't get a vote. But if you were a paid-up member and you had a vote, uh, who would you be voting for? I I believe that... um, (laughs) Just put your hand in your pocket and become a member, will you?
4: Andy, you don't know my circumstances, (laughs) so I appreciate it. No, I withdraw that comment. Andy. Um, Who are you voting for? Nankerville or Gowers? Can I say this? Yes, you can. I hope they, and my understanding is before, you know, if you go back two or three weeks ago where I actually spoke to one of these individuals, there was a Ooh. absolute respect for each other. And I hope that with two very, very fine people that have contributed a lot to the club, that even after the vote, they still, cool. they still could have a, a relationship. But based mm. on what I've seen right now, mm-hmm. I, I really like, what Andy Gowers is bringing to the Hawks table. Hawks for change. Well, Like Hawks for Peter Mankerville said today, there's always change. Every year your club's changing. How's about the change that's gone on with Haw- Hawthorne over the last few years? With the coach, with the way in which they've got mm. out of pokies, there's always change going no, that's on. That's a very good point. You've finished. You've been strong today, but really,
3: you've got to have a half volley dished up outside off Stump. And you dispatch that to the cover boundary with great aplomb.
4: Well, that wasn't the objective. Well, I appreciate um, it. Sports Day See you tomorrow.